enemy. It's not something we produce. It's something he gives us and we have the ability to overcome. I don't come to church to talk about my defeats. I come to church to talk about how good God is. Amen. So Phelps is a small town, but it's not limited to potential that is laid out for Phelps. Due to being a small town, big things can still happen. Okay, if you don't believe it, that's all right. I have seen it. Big things happen. Dream big. This was nothing but a grassy lot. There was no church here. Back in the day there was a schoolhouse and they had church in it. But there was no church here. It was a grassy place. It was not for sale. It belonged to a coal company. They were not going to let it out. They kept it groomed. They kept it mowed so we wouldn't have to. They kept it all in order. And then all of a sudden we find out that yes, a small town can have some big things happen. Because when we decided that we wanted to build a church, we didn't look into Lexington. We didn't look at Louisville. We didn't look at Richmond, Virginia. We didn't look at none of the cities. We looked in a small town because there's people in a small town that need Jesus. There's people in a small town that need Jesus. There's people in a small town that need the Holy Ghost. There's people in a small town that need to know they can get to heaven. Big things can happen, will happen, is happening. This church didn't just happen. It's a God thing. Sometimes when you're blessed above measure, you forget where you was. You know what? There's never a time I drive by Mouthcard, Kentucky. Not one time do I not slow down and look at that church and say that's where our beginning was. And not one time do I drive by and I say, boy, I wish we were still there. Because look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Small beginnings are great. Small towns are great. I can go to some cities and they'll walk right by you and not even speak to you or make eye contact or even say hello. I guarantee you go through Phelps, somebody's going to throw up their hand at you. Somebody's going to say howdy. Somebody's going to say how you today. I like a small town. Bethlehem was a small town. Our Savior was birthed in that small town. There could have been many towns that Mary and Joseph could have went to. There was bigger towns. There was more opportunities. There was all sorts of places that that was thriving. But you know what? The Lord laid it out. You're not going to the big towns. You're not going to the bright lights and country music. You're not going to all of those. You're going to go to a small town. Because how many knows that news travels fast in a small town? Right? Most of us can say that we uh, 
live in a small town. Most of us can say we was born in a small town. Some of us could say we'll probably die in a small town. Somebody once wrote that. And they said, well, I was born in a small town. I live in a small town. Probably die in a small town. Oh, those small communities. Big things happen when God's in the small town. I know that we come this morning and we're expecting maybe some songs to get us moving and shouting and maybe hopefully the preacher will say something that will spark something, but I'm just happy to be in a small town with a big God. I'm going to say it again. I'm just happy to be in a small town with a big God. Amen. Despite, despite of the smallness of our town, I have seen great things happen here. I've seen people come to an altar, give their life to Jesus. I've seen people get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. We had a five-week revival that nobody else was doing. You know why? It wasn't because we wanted to kill you. It's because God was in the midst of a small town, a small church, doing big things. I don't know about you, but I ain't giving up. God's going to do some big things in a small town. He's going to bring some people in. He's going to save your family. He's going to bring your family back that's backslid. I'm going to speak some faith to you. You're not going to be sitting in a pew all comfortable with all of your room. You're going to have to tighten up. We may even have to buy more pews. Why? Because God loves to do big things things in a small town. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse number 1. If we can if we can bring that up, I I want to I want to read us something here because there's just so much here that I want to throw in here and and get in because we got to we got to talk about verse 22, but I want to go to Isaiah 60 and verse number 1. Because that alone is going to uh, uh, give us uh, some insight. In verse number 1 of Isaiah chapter 60, it says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Oh, if you believe that, could you give a little praise and say, I'm going to rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine and give God the glory. Now, I like that because it says, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. A bug goes to the light. You can't turn on the light in the summertime without bugs, moths, mosquitoes. One time I was at a funeral, and we were standing outside, and the light was right here near my ear. And I was standing there, and there's moths all around and everything, and all of a sudden one just took a big dive right in my ear. You ever had a moth in your ear? If you ain't, praise God you ain't. Because all you feel is... and. Little, little feet trying to get deeper in your brain. 
digging. I was there, and the pastor said, come over here. I said, what? I said, I'm going to have to go get this tweezered out. He said, come over here. And he stood by the light, and he said, hold your ear up to the light. And I looked at him like, oh, okay, we got one of them. So I did that right there. It wasn't a 30 seconds. Because why the light draws. You want to have revival, it's not going to be your persona. It's not going to be your beauty, your cuteness, and what you do. It's not going to be programs. It's not going to be singing. It's not going to be music. But when the light begins to arise and shine upon us. Oh, somebody help me preach. Because when that begins to happen, get ready for the miracles, the signs, the wonders. Get ready for revival. Because I want to read it to you one more time. Because arise shine for thy light is come and the glory somebody say the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee now I want to drop down to verse 22 which is a good thing a little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation. This is prophecy, I know. But also we can look at it and say, if the Lord shines upon us, there is nothing impossible to them that believe. If we want to see one become a thousand, if we want to see one, a small one, become a strong nation, don't ever play yourself short. Don't ever look at yourself and say, it's just me. What can I do? I can't sing. I can't play. I can't preach. I can't do nothing. I'm going to tell you something. The Lord's not looking for people that can't find nothing. He's looking for somebody to find something because the Spirit of the Lord is in this house and He has risen upon us. And I'm not going to let... I'm not going to let God down by looking around and saying, I can't do nothing for God. I'm going to do something even if I have to do it all by myself. I'm going to sing. I'm going to praise. I'm going to worship. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. Go ahead and sit on a pew if you want to. But the Lord has risen upon you. Somebody ought to stand up and give a praise unto our God. Somebody ought to stand up and worship him hallelujah hallelujah I think about this and I think about how that somebody's small it doesn't take doesn't take connections to have church it doesn't take understanding that you you know somebody because man's always looking to be connected. Who do you know? Somebody gets a traffic ticket. Who you know get me out of it? <laughs> Somebody gets in trouble. Who you know? A good lawyer. Right? We always look horizontal instead of vertical. But let me tell you something. The Lord is wanting us to understand that smallness can become greatness. Bethlehem birthed our Lord and Savior. No other birth 
meant anything after that. Now, I know mamas and dads are looking at their newborn going, Woo, I got a newborn, I got a newborn, and little Johnny's running around at three years old. But there was nothing greater in Bethlehem than Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish I had a little help in this house that somebody believes there's nothing greater in this house than Jesus Christ. There's nothing greater in this community than Jesus Christ. Oh, and if we look at Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 4 and verse number 10. Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 10. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I believe that we got to get a hallelujah back in our step. Chapter 4, verse number 10. For who hath despised the day of small things? Who's going to look and say Phelps can't have revival? Who's going to look and say cornerstones washed up? Who's going to look and say it's a small congregation? What are they going to do? I'm going to tell you, if you're saying that, you're of the devil. I'm going to say it again. If you're saying that, you're of the devil. The Lord can do big things right here in this small town. If a Savior can be born in Bethlehem, souls can be born again in Phelps. Souls can be lifted up. Souls can be encouraged. I wish I had a little help in the house that believed this. you got to say, I know I'm not going to despise the day of small things, for they shall rejoice and see the plumb in the hand of Zerubbabel with, the, with those sevens. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro throughout the whole earth. There's an all-seeing eye watching you, watching you. God knows where you're at. He sees where you go. He knows all about you. I'm going to ask singers and musicians to come because it's time to worship. It's time to realize if you want to see great things happen, it's going to start in your small praise and small worship. It's going to start with your small effort that somebody's going to give today. It's going to start with somebody that says, I'm going to put forth an effort. My effort ain't much, but I'm going to put forth what I got. You know, I'm going to stand even when I'm in pain. I'm going to clap my hands even when my arthritis is acting up. i got to make sure that when I get to this house that I want to see something big happen in a small town. God is still saving people. God is still saving people. God is still calling small. How many remembers... There was a small ship prepared for the disciples. It wasn't a large. They didn't go on a cruise. How many knows they were small fishes, two small fish? Jesus took that smallness, fed the thousands. I don't know if you just come and say, well, we're just small and we do small things. But I, I pray that somebody's now Something sparked in your life. And you're saying, you know what? There's nothing small about Jesus. My God is not small. 
Our God is big enough. He doesn't need the cities. He doesn't need even the talented. He just needs somebody who says, I will worship you. I will praise you. He doesn't need a lot of fanfare. He took two small fish and he fed the thousands. Sometimes he wants to take the smallness and show if I did this in a large city, people would say, well, the people did it. We didn't build this church with 150 membership and everybody making over 70,000 a year. We built this church from smallness, counting pennies, nickels, dimes. Because God said, I will provide. So God's looking for somebody who's just willing to come today in the, with what you have. It may be small, it may be insignificant to you. But God's looking at you right now saying, that's what I want. He could have went to a huge city, but he went to Bethlehem. He could have waited until he went to a marriage feast and there's a bunch of leftovers. But no, he took two fish. Small fish, the Bible says. And fed the people. What are you going to give to Jesus today? He's calling you in your smallness. Because he's going to do something big right here. He's calling you in your smallness. Because he wants to show this is not man. A handful of faithful people was used to the Lord to build this building by this land. Expand and have revival and people, our, our daughters and, and grandkids and, and your family all have been a part of traveling to revivals and being a part of a great move of God in this house. So we're going to praise Him again. Even in our smallness. My smallness is... I'm not worthy... But God says, I'll take what you think ain't worthy and I'll make something big out of it. I'll take what other people have put down and I will let it shine. I'll take what man has said can't be done. And I'll do such great things that man will be astounded. I didn't say all that to brag. I'm just saying all that because we need Jesus. If we're going to do anything big, we need Jesus. If we're going to have revival, we need Jesus. If your children's going to get the Holy Ghost right here, you need Jesus. You need more Jesus. You need more worship unto the one that was born in a small town. If you want your family saved, stay faithful to Jesus. As they sing and worship, let's worship.